Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, where we read books, apparently. I am joined with Katie. That's me. Dan. Hello. Nicholas. Howdy, howdy. And Peter. Yo, ho, ho. So we decided to do something a little different this month. I asked my friends on the lovely booktube, Covers with Cassidy and Melanor Reads, to pick us a book. And they chose Ashes of the Sun by Django Wexler after uh, me forcing them to read it. So it's a lovely cycle of me forcing people to read books uh, vicariously. (laughs) So really, you picked this book. (laughs) Well, she she picked it, but she didn't know she picked it. Yeah. Oh, I um, see. I see. I don't know. I think the fix was in. I am asking for a full investigation by the oh, commission. No. You think this? You think this is rigged? You think this is a rigged? I think uh, I think this book choice rigged was rigged. Here. Yeah. No. I I think if we investigate the finances of the booktubers, we will find some illicit payoffs because of the from... mail-in voting. Oh no! No mail-in voting is healthy and fine. You shove that in your pie hole. Um, <laughs> he kind of really well, just Canadian, so I don't know how that would just... work. Katie kind of just took the metaphor and just like stomped on it. <laughs> yeah, she took that metaphor, but I took it back and then I shoved it in her pie hole. I mean, if it was actually pie, it won't be an issue, but uh, come on. No, but it's a metaphor that I'm shoving in your pie hole and no one likes the taste of metaphor. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I forced them to read it by coming up with a witty witty witticism for the book. And then they got interested in it, and then they forced it upon you. That's right. And what, what was is, that? What was that? I know exactly summary? what it is. I mean, I know too, but I'm asking on behalf of our listeners. Gay fantasy Star Wars. Yes, it is. Bingo, bango. Am I not wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'll give There's you no like seventy percent of it. Yeah, it's, that's what. That's why there, I said fake. No, no, yeah. there are spaceships. Yeah, they're just yeah. like. I would or they're like airships. That. They're close. There's demons type kind of things. Nobody leaves. Yeah, those are demons. aliens. Obviously, just aliens. Um, I don't remember the demons. It doesn't need to be true. It just needs to get a gist and get people interested in it. Are you not yes. interested from gay fantasy Star Wars? I was in. Yeah. Yeah, you mean gay in the twenties <laughs> sense, right? The nineteen twenties, as in it's a rock rollicking. It's party a... environment. It's um, a romp, exactly. I think people die a lot for for it to be a romp. And... No, okay. that's, that's what makes it fun. And a lot of good, it like they have in Dothraki weddings. If nobody dies, <laughs> it's not a good. It's not a good event. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, there's a lot of forced prostitution. Well, not on page, but one of the characters was forced to be a prostitute at one point. Yeah, kind of yeah. mentioned offhandedly as a, mm-hmm. a background as, as part of the character's, you know, history. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's not a romp. It is it is substantially lesbian, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. You didn't mention that it was prequel Star Wars, though. <laughs> I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's definitely the prequel Star Wars. Definitely I mean, not. Not, okay. you know, original. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's a good point. If she'd said that, would we have picked it up? I kind yes, of have a weird so, yeah. appreciate. I have a weird appreciation of the prequels now, ever since watching the Clone Wars. You were the animated. Too young. 
Hey, but here's the thing. Rachel wouldn't know the difference because, as yeah. previously stated, she has never watched Star Wars. Except the one we forced her to watch. Wait, watched... which one was that? I've watched Empire. Oh. That we never aired because it was a terrible yeah. episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode now. Uh, no, I've watched four or five. Oh, excuse me. I've watched three, 3.5, four. What the hell is 3.5? Rogue One. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm, you mean the, you mean the <laughs> best Star Wars? It was good. And then I love I watched, that take. By the and way, and then I watched eight. Thank you. That's and the, eight. I, yeah, I watched eight. <laughs> I mean, I like eight, but 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 yeah, okay, sure, why not? I, I was not. It was not my choice. My dad. I mean, if you've to seen to... four, you've seen seven, right? Mm. So you could skip seven and go straight to eight. I yeah. Agree with that. Um, but you know what? We yeah. we didn't read Star Wars. No. We it read is... Ashes of the Sun by Django Wexler. And so in a... that analogy is 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 the Twilight Order the the Empire? No. No. Like is the is the gay relationship there featured in the Empire is what I Well there is I no Empire fascinating. yet. It's, you know what I, I mean? I kind of think it's the Empire, you guys. It's, no, they're I mean, the, um, that was, that they're the Jedi. Order. They're the Jedi. Yeah. No, they're definitely the Empire because they're like, ah, oh, we stomp on the little rebels. Right. Well, and people show up like when they kind of yeah they kind of play both sides. When a centaur shows up in town, everyone in town is nervous and wants them to go away because they're they, the Sith. Be, yeah. Because because I mean, they're it, the Empire. I didn't really think about it until Nick said that it's prequel, but like that makes a little more sense. Where like you have uh, the, they're really the... more like the Republic in uh, the prequel Star Wars, where you, you know they're the... they're the government. Yeah, have, like, I kind of got factions within leaders, like the, right uh, that are like the pre the bad ones and the not so bad ones. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was a little on the split. nose. I feel like yeah. seeing the split of of. Uh, of these different centaurs kind of all like working against each other felt a lot like the uh, prequels with the. Uh... I, okay. I can see what you're saying with, you know, with internal politics and it's not all a monolithic, uh, you know, authoritarian regime. Yeah. We didn't right. get an emperor, like a, like a real, you know, authoritarian, like singular leader, right? The, right. the twilight order is still, uh, I mean, I guess there's an emperor to the, to the empire right that they operate in but we never saw those people yeah we actually never see like the actual government right yeah i think we're a little in the weeds let's go back up a little bit and tell people what this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. about does, does anyone mind if i give a, a brief overview of the of the setup yeah go ahead Please. all right so we have two siblings in the prologue we see them as kids uh and they'll exist in a world that is kind of post-apocalyptic it lives in the ruins of this great big war between these people they call the chosen and the ghouls and they both wielded just different kinds of magic um and the chosen supposedly won and exterminated the ghouls and uh, and left behind the centarchs, the inheritors of their magical artifacts and powers with the ability to wield magic. And in the prologue, one of those centarchs comes and uh, basically 
I guess kidnaps, kidnaps a five-year-old girl for induction into the order. And her brother, her older brother tries to resist and is, you know, uh, dismissively cut across the face. His, he loses an eye. Um, and the centaur says, you know, oh, that's, I am letting you off easy, boy. Blah, blah, blah. Ninja vanish. I think he um, also uh, gets. He also get. He stabs the centaur in the leg with something. Or... He does. Yes, the centaur. Yeah, that's right. He's like, you shed centaur blood. You deserve worse than this. But I am being merciful. Um, to this eight-year-old child. <laughs> to the to an eight-year-old, exactly. And then we cut forward twelve years, and the uh, the girl is getting ready to graduate as a centaur. Uh, and has been fully raised in their uh, society, culture, in their society, and indoctrinated. Um, and it seems like, in general, has been you know raised by one of the nicer ones. So that's nice. And we and we'll cut you know also over to the boy who is now I guess twenty, um, who has gone the other way, who took that you know as. The centaurs are just the worst, and I will do whatever I need to to find the power to throw them down. Um, and so you get brother and sister on opposite sides, uh, dedicated to different ideals. And of course, uh, because it's a book, uh, destiny and narrative will throw them against each other into the same places over and over again. Mm. Did I did I get that about right? Yeah. Um... Cool. I did. I didn't know this when I read this, but um, Cassidy pointed this out during her uh, one of her videos. She, the two main characters, go on very similar stories, even though they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Really, hmm. is there a way? I'd like to hear more about that. Is there a way you can explicate that without spoiling too much, or do we need to like put a big spoiler tag on this episode? Everybody dies. Spoiler. Oh my god. It's just their like story arc is very similar in their dry. They're very driven, and how they attain their goals is very similar to each other. Where you would think they would be opposite, really. Um, I do think there is like a bit of a staggering as to when they reach certain points in that arc, though. Yeah. But yeah, it seems pretty. I, I don't. I don't know if I. At least on the face of it, I'm willing to be convinced. But at least. Without more words, I don't agree. Because um, at the risk of saying too much, over the course of the story, we see uh, the boy whose name is Geyer, which, by the way, uh, so those of you who listen to audiobooks told me it was pronounced Geyer or Geyer, if it's Goya, because um, we're British. Um, but... Uh, that that spelling is a real life word pronounced gyre, and so gosh darn it, authors don't do that. Um, well, I it rhymes with tire, which is also sound uh, spelled similarly with. I mean, I mean, gyre also rhymes with tire, but it's a soft g. Yeah, it's better than how I read it the first time, where I read it gear. that'd be kind of name my character Algebray. Wait, sorry, Nick, what was that? I said, should I not name my character Algebrae? You should <laughs> definitely name your character Algebrae so that I can be angry about it. And then 
so we have Geyer. Geyer. Maya. His sister, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> Which got a little... I'm When I was listening to the audiobook... So I had the paper, and then I got the audiobooks. I'm like, I'm never going to finish this in time. Anyway. um, <laughs> So at first I was like, okay, so we have Geyer, Jire, whatever we want to call him, and Maya. But then when we start hearing the audiobook, they're like, Gaia and Maya. And I'm like, hmm... Gaia and Maya met up on the playa. <laughs> I, yeah. And the situation was dire. And then I forget. I, I forget the love interest. And then you have Kit, the love one of the love interests. Yes. yes. Kit and and the other one that I forgot her name. What is her name? Beck. Beck. Thank Beck. you. Yeah, I liked. I liked the name Beck. I did I too. That was great. Also, Give me an analytical, like, nerdy character, and I'll say, oh, that's Rachel. <laughs> don't have green hair. But yep. your your picture on one of your thingies does, so. Does anyone and, else find, did anyone else find the the hair colors distracting? I well, did a little bit, because I was like, is this, like a normal thing as this is, like, yeah. is natural this, is this a dye is job is this normal yeah like at some point they referenced what's her name uh janaya's the, the 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 mentors um like hair spiky green hair or something or maybe it was yeah. maya's spiky green hair and i was like wait you know record scratch what did i and i had to flip back three four pages and see like wait was this referenced before is this just out of nowhere because it seems it felt very strange. Yeah, um, and then they like kind of character. treat it natural. Yeah, every, it's just every character description I felt was like that actually, not just hair color, but like just it felt like I would randomly hear a description of a character and be like, "Wait, that's what they look like?" Or like, "Oh, they right. have that." Like, what? Yeah. It just always felt like it kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me, but very anime-esque. Yeah, no, it just felt like the author wanted anime hair and Which I, I don't I, mind. Okay, that's fine. It just felt very out of nowhere each time i mean in light in like japanese light novels of, of the modern era that's pretty common to have just people with wild hair colors it also could i i don't know i can't remember but it also could be foreshadowing for the world but maybe later really uh that maybe it's, that it's animated yeah. <laughs> the entire world is an enemy. We're being drawn by somebody. I I also know that Django works on the rule of cool sometimes. So sure, it doesn't bother me. But I also don't picture. I don't have pictures in my brain. So yeah. I also was not bothered, and I enjoyed everyone's. I, I what didn't outrageous. upset me as I someone with currently with magenta hair. Um, yeah, it, it just it, it distracting is the right word. I think it just kind yeah, of like yeah. felt unexpected at times. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, it right. Was, but it, it kind of it's a speed bump each time. I had it, to recalibrate. <laughs> it, it was distracting for me because the narrator is Imogen Church, who narrates Ruth Ware novels. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Which which novels are they? Uh, like the Death of Mrs. Westaway, It Girl, oh, One by no, One. I don't, I don't know those. They're it's like thriller, thriller mystery. Hmm. But uh, so I was just like, "Oh, hello, Imogen Church. Uh, what are you doing in my fa high fantasy novel?" Well, hello there, Rachel. I took another <laughs> job for narrating, and now I got paid. That's what I'm doing here. 
Is that what is that what they sound like? Uh, Pretty accurate, yeah. Okay, cool. I was hoping. That was just shot in the dark. <laughs> Normally narrators I don't know this actually. This is just me spouting nonsense. They typically stay in the same genre I've seen, but I also could be wrong. But they also like getting paid. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I don't know that they have now. much choice about it, right? I mean, they probably just take what they get and they you yeah, get the I same know things over and over again. Yeah, I know one or two, and that's been my experience. Okay, I know nothing then. <laughs> mm. No one does. No one knows anything. I I know many nothings. Um, I guess, are we done with the non-spoiler sections? Um, maybe we can just say how we felt about it before we go into spoiler territory. Let's say how we felt about it before we go into spoiler territory. What a lovely idea, Rachel. Why don't you go first? Uh, I love, well, this is not my favorite series by Django, but he, he's one of my favorite authors. Um, I've read all three books, even though I might have gotten the arc for the third book. Who knows? I, and, uh, I sure don't know. Uh, and I've given them all four stars. So. Is that the most stars you can give a thing? No, that's a one off of. Perfect. Oh, okay. That's like very high praise for Rachel, though. I may have. I made other people read it, so. No, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. That is that is one of the highest forms of praise. Um, is is sharing. I tend to like his writings because typically all his books about siblings and all of them feature a, a sapphic main character in some way. Interesting. Yeah, so that's sort of a, a, I like a, that inclusivity. Okay, and so yeah, I liked it and I gave it a moniker. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say I was... Um, a little surprised because I know uh, I, I knew that you like this book a lot, Rachel, and I was just very surprised by how horny it was. And I think we need to put that out there. <laughs> significantly more, book. significantly more horny than I would have expected for a Rachel book. Listen, I've been reading smut on camera recently. <laughs> I've been, let's see, I had to I had to read tactical porn. So oh. you say tactical porn? Tactical. <laughs> Oh. Tactical. I like tactical better. Uh, I also had to read The Dragon's Bride, which has double eggplant oh, from oh. a dragon's. It has double eggplant. Double eggplant. Rachel, what does this mean? The eggplant being a metaphor for the penis. And double dragon, meaning dragon double. Dragon dongs. Yeah. <laughs> right. A dragon with two wieners. Exactly. And they're big. And they're two, the big wiener. Two oh, large yeah. wieners. What's the name of this? Where where can I read that, Rachel? KU. Where King can I Robert. see you read it? Is maybe the better question. Uh it's on Sprints on the YouTubes. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to Django Wexler. Uh, Wait, why? Why are we apologizing? For this, for this segue. Oh no! No no! no. This Listen, is, uh... he wrote a horny book. There's he's he's implicated. <laughs> I am unapologetic, and also I... it's always the women who are horny. He appreciated and... it because it was like... oh in the book. I thought you just met in life. I was like, no, wow, no, no, okay, not in life. Dance, Peter. <laughs> not in life. I mean, I appreciate... Geyer was was there for it. He just was he... never the initiator. Right? No, it's he not... was always too busy to like thinking about it, and then Kit's all like. Fighting makes me horny. It felt very anime in that sense. Appreciated Kit a lot. She was funny to me. <laughs> She's uh, pretty funny. She is funny. 
Um, but I do appreciate, like, the inclusivity of, like, le the, the sapphic relationship and just, like, I am horny now, so. And so yeah, no, that and was pretty like, cool. The I, cutest I liked, relationship. I like their romance, like, yeah. Yeah, adorable <laughs> yeah. sapphic relationship. And also... Yes. It did get hot and heavy, though. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Spoilers, they fuck. They're, like, they're 16. Also... <laughs> they don't know who the fuck. No, no, they're, they're 17 or 18. Okay. 19 or whatever. I think no, they, they, one they were doing was said. pool in Mississippi. That's all I know. <laughs> There's the horny age. Got it? <laughs> no, I would also say that I, I think that he, um, Django Wexler, knew when to cut away without dwelling on it too much, you know? Yeah, no, that I think that so was done. It, that was it done wasn't well. It wasn't like actual smut. <laughs> but yeah. so but I, I was surprised. But it <laughs> yeah, was so inviting <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, oh, very much so. Yeah, um, I'm I sure actually... that there's like a whole folder on like deviant art about oh, their relationship. Okay. okay, hold on. I'm going. I'm going. No, to... no, it's gonna be dangerous. Don't look. I'm feeling lucky, no. Peter. Click on. I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> it's all what dinosaurs. Particularly oh, what happens at the end of the book with yeah. Kit and uh, Geyer. Yeah, yeah. I will say this. Um, typically, this was a lot more sexuality than I like in my books. So it did. Uh, there were some groans as I was listening to it. <laughs> where I was like, oh, God, here we go. And then but then it ended and we moved on and it was fine. So um, besides that, though, I, I really actually did enjoy it enjoy the book I, I i thought there was a good balance between um between like world building and magic system and also not dwelling on those things and just letting the story be the story you know it i've read rachel and i in particular when we tend to agree on the same books it's um books that are very heavy on magic system and i actually kind of appreciate that this didn't dwell on that too much and kind of just really focused on the story and the characters it had enough of it to like satiate but were you all right with the the uh the ubiquitous magic the darker that was just like body horror all the time body horror yeah no i'm super into that oh that was great yeah so, no i i have a a role playing game setting that i'm playtesting right now that has like similar sort of grotesquerie in one of the magic forms so i'm all there right now hell yeah and then i love the uh mitochlorians and that's what? a joke. That's oh. a joke. <laughs> yeah, I did find it interesting that he decided on a a good the good version of magic being like a like a walled garden, so to speak. That only in the in, in that it's do like it. genetic. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of unclear actually by the end, like what actually the was going on. I mean, that's a seems like a a key. Uh, story for the series to take on that's mm -hmm. not dealt with in this mm -hmm. is like where does this all where does all this magic actually come from i guess I, I, actually, I, I will say it also felt like um early in the book it wasn't fully explained or at least i didn't get the impression that it was how powerful the centaurs actually were other than just people saying they were powerful and mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that's a reasonable kind of narrative pacing choice, right? Like, you don't I feel like wanna... I feel like seeing that threat though earlier would have really like establishing the power levels early on in the story would have really helped me have a better grip on the stakes. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, let me remind you of a couple things. Not to say you're wrong, but to say I, but that I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you know, obviously in the prologue, the the writing makes a point of how trivial it is for the centaur to slash Geyer across the face because he says, says something like he just lays a finger on his Haken, his but little his magic from, sword device. From the perspective of an eight-year-old on top well, of Well, it's not from the perspective of an, of an eight-year-old. It's still from a, a third third person perspective. Um, this third limited right not it yeah uh, it wasn't omniscient but it was uh like it, it wasn't it didn't feel like it was only his recollection of it and then in the next i think in the first chapter maybe second chapter maya basically gets in a fight with a whole bunch of monsters and just like kicks the shit out of them with her super magic until she she gets tired and one of them and like the, the boss monster punches her in the head or something. And she's um, and at that point she's just a paddle on, as you would say. Yeah, and she's yeah she's not yet a she has not yet been granted the rank of master. Yeah, I just think I would have liked to see like a full powerful person like right out the gate to kind of establish like this is the power level we're working with because later they start to say things like one centaur can level a city and i'm like when can they? yeah exactly i i'm like I, I don't know if i really buy this because yeah no i mean you make a good point because they you they do say that but you're right like based on what we see over the entire course of the book i'm not sure that's accurate that also could be propaganda for totally could be that's yeah or um or just regular uh world hyper mm. or hyperbole Right. So okay. Yeah. So who's who's weighed in so far about their general thoughts Dan, on this Katie. novel? We have Dan, Katie, and you here. Left to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I was neutral on this book. I, I uh. <laughs> what? You typically don't like this type of novel I've seen. Okay. Wait. How would you define this type of novel that I typically don't like? Uh, high uh, high action, fast pace, little uh, little character development versus plot. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna Sanderson esque, one might say. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's true. I was also neutral on the one Sanderson novel I read. Um. Okay. So, which that's just a whole swath of people who can now disregard my opinion. Um. <laughs> I mean, the only difference between this mm -hmm. and like what I think Sanderson would write is uh, how horny it is. Sanderson doesn't do <laughs> yeah horniness. So, man, yeah, Sanderson. And listen, Sanderson now that I've read this, up. yeah, time to turn it up there, Brandon. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, take some, take some hardcore Mormon. That is the Alice. <laughs> is that the? I love Alice. that we are giving a writer some writing advice. Right, right, but like need more sexy Sanderson, a little less Mormon, a little more hardcore. That's what we're saying. 
Peter, when are you going to introduce the um, hardcore sex update to your uh, tabletop RPG, The Well? Mm. Look, I mean, the nature (laughs) of tabletop role-playing games is that the story is yours. Also, um, I demand the boundaries for sexual I need dice rolls, Peter. I need dice rolls. <laughs> you can roll as roll many dice as gets you off, Nick. Yeah, no, I'm not going to stop you from rolling to bone, my man. Anyways, um, the rules are flexible, which means like if you find I've got like plus they're already two there. to erections. Yeah. Hey guys. Okay, well that that's a little fine tuned. Like that's a D and D thing. Okay. Yes, Rachel dear. Uh, I was going to say there's also less religion. Sanderson t- typically has more religion. That's very true. Mm. Uh, That's fair. To- All right. So I was, as Rachel predicted, I was I was neutral on this book. I had parts that I enjoyed and parts that I felt dragged. I think like, I found it kind of hard to isolate which was which. It was interesting. There were times when I just didn't feel like picking the book back up it didn't grab me and then there were i would pick it up anyway because gosh darn it i have a podcast to make um and then i would get to a part that i just yes i love this i'm gonna keep reading no matter what and then i'd get through that part and i think it was probably connected to making progress like there were there were scenes where stuff was happening and there were things that were interesting and then there were a lot of scenes where you know, they were planning the next thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they Actually, were negotiating the next thing again. Your, that your feeling for like not wanting to pick up the book is not isolated to people who didn't like the book. Uh, Cassidy was talking about having this phenomenon for all of them where she either binged it or found other things to do if she put it down, even though she was still enjoying the book. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike it at any point. It was always a fine book. Sometimes it was a good book. That was my general take on it. So like two and a half to three stars, you would say? Somewhere like that? I I don't know. Like numbers are aliens. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) Sometimes they probe my rear. (laughs) Peter, I'm going to say something and let let me see if this captures your imagination on why okay i'm I'm, I'm ready to get angry uh the chapters were way too long they were so long Hmm. the chapters they were long you're not wrong i felt like there were definitely times when i needed the book to let me know it was okay to put it down if that makes sense like Hmm. i feel like a good well-paced book has shorter chapters and and then they will leave hooks at the end of those chapters this one would just go on and on. And like, you're right that like throughout those long chapters, there were good massive chunks of it that were super interesting and fun to read. But like, you know, I would, I would be in the middle of those being like, wow, I've been reading for, you know, or listening for so long. I like, I have to stop. I don't, I kind of don't want to. And then when I would come back, it would be almost like to the memory of like being exhausted at the end and not like, Oh, I can't wait to, you know, find out what happens next. Wow. I would agree with this, but not for this book. Um, with like Malazan, because they have <laughs> oh, Malazan. <laughs> it, it, on the audiobook, they're like hour long chapters on the audio. Oh and my god. The last books. book has five hour a five hour chapter. I'm like, why? <laughs> why is this a thing? Do you guys want to know a dirty little secret? 
I do. I do. I really do. Um, I did not have this problem because the way I read books is I start reading them and then I stop whenever I want and then I just start back up whenever I want. I I also do this. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I do that too, but but the... the... I, I just mean that like a well-paced book, like Mary Robin out. We just, uh, the spare man we just did recently. Yes. I feel like has really excellently paced chapters and like there's, but there's a good solid hook at the end of each chapter enough to where out. like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this down and I already know I want to pick it up again when I have more time. for Yeah. Reading, so yeah. I'm with, I'm with Dan here. You're not, you're not wrong, Nick, that I only picked it up when I wanted to pick it up but it just it did not call to me as strongly as most books that i am excited to read that's more than fair yeah i just um, i i had no concept of when chapters even began or end <laughs> i think me mm. like read very similarly <laughs> i read 100 pages and then i stop for a bit and then i read 100 more and then i stop for a bit and then wait I deliberately yeah. like like explicitly 100 pages yes oh man that seems so disruptive yeah i i like listen while i'm driving and then when i get to where i'm going i stop and then i just start up again next time i'm driving like yeah you're you're all monsters i don't understand very very chaotic (laughs) very chaotic reading i'm very chaotic in my reading unless but very structured at the same and i can read 100 pages in about 30 minutes that's insane though okay that's insane how do you read so fast i do understand that if there is something Rachel can put into a spreadsheet, she'll do it. And that's kind of what this sounds <laughs> Oh, that's accurate. That's right. I have many spreadsheets, and I love them all. <laughs> but, but do you have a spreadsheet of your spreadsheets? Uh, no. Not yet. I have, soon, maybe. Um, no, I have a notion of my spreadsheets. Mm, that's not good enough. What if you get hit in the head? No, as in the, the program Notion. <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 Notion is How will your descendants interpret your spreadsheets if there's not a, wait, no, a Rachel Notion? Peter thought you just meant, like, I have an idea. Oh, <laughs> God. Program oh, Notion. App, app names are the worst. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? It's the program oh, Notion. What is it? What is Notion? <laughs> It's kind, of, it's kind of like one note. It's basically it's like, a spreadsheet, Peter. <laughs> I made it pretty. Look at my pretty spread thingy. I'm looking at your pretty thingy. That sounds Whoa. weird. <laughs> what is this? Phrasing. Oh. Library. <laughs> Library. You did make dashboard. it pretty. Approved. What is a what is this? I is a notion? This. Yeah, it's like uh it's an app where you can it's uh, it has a high learning curve, but you can make like Kanban boards, uh, galleries. I have a series tracker where I have like how many books in the series and like how, per- okay. how much percentage. Holy shit! I tried it and I got like I made a list and that was like the extent that I was able to complete. Jesus yeah. Christ! This is like a website you built here. It, less coding, but yes. Yep, it's like a little personal I, I, museum, yeah. and I'm I, okay. I this like, is wonderful, and oh my yes. goodness, there's more. Look, that's, more my, that's my oh, no. oh, no. Sun Eater. That sounds cool. What's a Sun Eater? Oh, that's a really anyway. good Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, all right. So more, more, most importantly, if you get hit in the head, you still know about your spreadsheets. I'm very <laughs> glad. This makes me happy. Who wants to talk about the book, their opinions about the book next? 
I think Dan was talking about his opinion. <laughs> kind of. Uh, he was yeah, riffing I, off go. mine. I've been riffing off everybody. It's, it's, it's what I do. I'm a stealer. Uh, I will say uh, I predicted Dan would like it just because Star Wars. <laughs> Rachel, not only did I like it, I... Oh loved God! It. Loved it <laughs> so much. Yeah. I love dance. I love uh, dance. Every aspect of it, like I thought was great. I I would give it that fifth elusive star that you denied it, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm already on board with reading the next. Uh, I hope there's only two more in the series. Is that right, Rachel? Yeah, and then he has two other, uh, one other adult series and one other young adult new uh, new adult series. And a middle grade series that I haven't read yet because I don't read middle grade. But so new adult, like you. they're eighteen, they bone off screen, but it, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, not for old adults, for new adults. I, they're eight, they're like eighteen, so it, it is published through Torteen, so this is why I call it mm. new adult. That's a that's a <laughs> an industry term. I don't think you made that up, right? It is an industry term. It's more it, it right now it's for like uh the eighteen to twenty one, twenty two year olds where they're um and it's more horny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well that sounds like I need to read those too. Uh yeah, I was down I mean, for, because for Dan is also more horny. Correct. You would like it, Dan. It has body hard horror, light horniness, magic. I love it all. Yeah. Body it, horner. Yeah. It has uh, the main character has hard light blades that she can summon from her arms. Say no more. That's you convinced me. Where else would you summon them from? She also has hard light armor. <laughs> <laughs> so. I regret everything. All right, I'm out of here. I feel like Rachel has me dialed in. Like she's got me hooked on the cradle books. These yeah, she are knows that. what she you said. Into. She said about ten words there, and I probably signed on for five more books. So. Uh, you mean it is a 12 book series i will say i think i'll finish oh, no. the series <laughs> yeah i mean i enjoyed it i think the world is interesting i felt like i did feel like there were kind of world building gaps uh like we talked about you know the actual there's an actual government out there somewhere um some characters just seem to like vanish um Wait, which one? Plot re- well, like uh, th- who's the corrupt guy that runs the the spike or the the Ra- Rascos? Rotten Tooth? Rotten Tooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rascos. Rascos Rotten Tooth. Uh, Rotten he just sort of yeah, he, he just sort of wanders off. So, like yeah, for a while, he was like the most important thing going on in the book, and then uh, they raided his Poof. his house, and and then he's just gone. And yeah. I guess he comes then back. He's on, probably, he's on permanent but, vacation. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's back in a later book. I, I do not know. It was interesting that like no solution was like, let's go find that guy because he's just a person and not a magical God man who will burn us with the power of the well, sun or whatever. But I mean, they they don't make the smart. De- they don't make smart decisions. <laughs> I mean, me neither. They are entirely believable 18 to 20 year olds or 17 <laughs> to 20 year olds. So Uh, you're absolutely right Rachel and at no point did that feel like unearned because they were just like uh, to some extent like hey we'll wander around these caves and be like I found a gun All right, let's overthrow the government here we go Uh, (laughs) so uh, you know what I'm down for that too Uh, but uh, yeah I mean I um, 
I felt like the, there was not necessarily like connective tissue between the sort of like urban uh, parts of the story and the early bits with the the farm and stuff. Like, um, it just felt like those were two totally separate worlds and not, you know, like a unified place. Like they would they would go. I mean, there was they actually like get in portals <laughs> and go to secret places and things like that. And it felt like they were doing that for everything where uh, I didn't really get a sense that like those places were connected, except that they were connected by them going there. So like the, I never got really a great sense for like what the yeah. overall world, like the shape of it was, but like every city they go to or like town they visit, like those places I thought were like really well and fleshed out, just not necessarily like, that I felt like they were all in the same place, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I think that would, that was like my only complaint. Every, everything else I really loved about it. And uh, the audio narrator for this book was excellent. Uh, she did a really great job, especially with the Kit character, who I feel like uh, I, I almost made me want to read the text because she put so much English into Kit's voice narration <laughs> that I'm not like sh- I can't imagine is actually on the page like there's this strange sort of like uh, mad sing-song quality that she adds to the to the voice acting for Kit that um, hmm, interesting I, I feel like is absolutely necessary for that character that uh, I can't imagine is is written into the or, or reads off the dialogue naturally without sort of like hearing it first but uh yeah i mean and that created a lot of love for me for that that kit character mm-hmm. um i think oh, the other thing I, oh sorry go ahead Kay. I, I was just gonna say that's weird because i actually didn't like that about kit because she like as soon as she's introduced it's like this bitch is deranged you should not follow her like, <laughs> what are you doing yeah she seems a little toxic i guess i mean she is but Geyer is desperate yeah, we we heard about the tunnel. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like Kit, but at the same time, she was kind of a psychopath. I mean, I'm glad she's not the main character. Let me put it yeah. that way. Yeah, she's the kind of character that like your main character has to put down eventually in order to like wow. actually finish the job, and it has to be really sad or upsetting or something. Her final fate in the story also. I found super interesting because she's such a fatalistic character and I don't know. Are we going full spoilers guys? Is that, are we, well, let's, we gotta, we gotta the... push the spoiler button. Is it time? Katie hasn't had her non-spoiler yeah. say, well, let's, let's go with that. Let, let's Katie. Do you have um, feelings on the book you'd like to share? It was neat. <laughs> wow. That's well, cool. Neat. Yeah, no, that's a deep profound <laughs> statement. I'll never I be feel, as efficient as Katie. I feel moved. I'm I Katie, you touched me. Gross. I feel, I'm I feel so like sorry. I know. I know. I wish, I wish it were Doug. I talked wow. for like ten solid minutes and Katie summed me up so so bad, you know. Yeah. Um so, no, uh I really liked the um Oh, what the fuck is that word called? Um, giblets yes the giblets i really really like the giblets <laughs> you no. never, never ever listen to me no um 
Oh my god. Ocean's Eleven. The, oh, the heist. 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 Yes, thank you. Oh my fucking god. I really like the heist aspect of it. And like it was mentioned earlier, it was very uh Sanderson esque. And mm. I really got I, I really like heists, apparently. Mm, me um, too. <laughs> I didn't know this about myself, but I really like heists. <laughs> I must, I just... I'm a heist asexual. <laughs> yes. Katie, did you a ever read a... Heistophiliac, <laughs> yes. You can only get off if it's during a heist. Someone has to steal it from you. Oh my like, God. <laughs> that sounds a little uh It's kinky crazy. is what it is. It's kinky. Sure. Yeah. Okay, what, Dan? Did you ever read uh, Six of Crows? I haven't. Uh, okay. You that, talked about it on here, right? That needs to get on your list, yeah. That, that, okay. that is right up your alley uh, as high school. Six O Crows, the but, Irish Crows. But yeah, if someone recommends Lies of Loch Lomora, I did not think that was a great book either. So that's on my Would nightstand it? right now. That's oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe you'll love it. Along with it, like sixteen other books. I did. Also, took, I did love that book. It took me like two hundred pages to get into Lies for the first one, and then I stopped caring after a while. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't care about the series anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, Katie, continue. <laughs> she thought it was, it was neat. neat. It was yeah. neat. <laughs> are you gonna con- are you gonna continue the series? Um, I'll probably continue it if I have time. So I I would have to come so back. No, then. Probably okay. You know what? Yeah, probably not. Like I have time. You have sixteen really... books on your nightstand. Yeah. But... I really want to see where like Beck and Maya mm-hmm. are going because I really like them. I also really like this is kind of weird, but the fuck boy who is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what uh, was his name? Uh... The, the other centaur dude. The... Yeah. yeah, he was oh, like such oh, a him. pompous prickish. Yeah. I hated really, him at first. I, I and really then eventually his magic though. Yeah, where he was all like lightning and shit. No. No, he like No, no, no. Lights. He was uh web Wind. or spatial like, distortions. Yes, yes, like geometry, yeah, really cool. broken geometry. I I thought that was a really cool representation of of devastating magic. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, It was neat. I'm yeah. glad most of us enjoyed it in some way or just thought it was a... no one hated it. There we go. No There's one hated it. It was a fine book. It, it, it booked was... effectively. Um, I think it would be good for somebody who is newer to fantasy. They think they would enjoy it well or somebody who just wants a different magic system or science fantasy in that type of way. Do you guys agree with that or someone? Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Sure. I, I wouldn't tell anyone not to pick it up if it if it seized their interest. Well, yeah, I was just trying to recommend it. The if you, the type of reader you would recommend the book to. Uh, uh, type three. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so only readers that can harness the power of their entire galaxy. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, that was I, you surprised me and made me laugh. You you may live. <laughs> you may live. Jesus. All right. It's spoiler time. I declare it spoiler time. That's right. We need. I feel like we need some kind of sound effect that marks spoilers. But all right, I'll work on that. that. Somebody get get an air horn. Somebody. I'll get a spoiler button. No air horns are. 
Well, it's so obnoxious. Like, it's perfect. Okay, maybe. I'm thinking like um. Ba, 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 ba. Like, what's that? Yeah. What's that? The the social justice unit? No. What's that? What's that law? <laughs> what? Legal show? Uh, bum bum. You law and oh, order. Law and order. Yeah. Bum <laughs> bum. Yeah, any social justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> law and order social justice unit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's special uh, victims unit yes why do people watch the show again right that's what i said right that show no. fucking kicks ass all right i'm just gonna put I you thought you're gonna say it slaps no who listens to this shit <laughs> oh to us yes <laughs> doug does like hi three, baby three people oh hi doug thank you for <laughs> listening it's so nice and also, someday Griffin will listen to this and just oh, think, fuck no. what? No, he's not what? allowed. I mean, at some point, you will no longer have control of him. Uh, it that day has already happened. Not, was... Fine, but you'll also Anyways. lose control of his like listening habits. Yes, Anyways, Rachel, dear. We're going to go into spoiler territory so we don't lose the two listeners. Right, right. Social victims unit. Now spoiling. Uh... Ashes of the Sun by Django Wexler. So listen, guys. So it, it, I, I was enjoying the book. I liked it a lot, and the, stars. the epilogue is what added the fifth star for me because, wow, Kit, <laughs> no, I mean, I, just, just so much that I it made it clear like what Kit's about this. Oh, okay. like the epilogue where where we see that Kit is now embodied in like multiple monster creatures. Yeah, that she's inherently like essentially immortal at this point. Who knows about that? I mean, they probably have to find some way in the next book to to threaten her. Like, she probably has a limited number of creatures that she's living in or something. I mean, she's they could all be yeah. killed. She also can't sex uh, Gaia anymore. Right? She can't the be horny. You know, what is she going to do? She can't be horny, right? What is she going to do after she fights? The, the, all oh, her wait, swarm were constructed with weird... With weird, goofy body magic, I guarantee you, if there's a way to sex up Geyer, with they can all they can, she can just it. sex all by herself now. She don't need no Geyer. Uh, there might be a lawyer <laughs> scene, which I found really funny. <laughs> oh my goodness! Though? I don't even. She's I'm sorry. So which I, book? Which which book was this? The um, for science? Which, which chapter like paragraph? Uh, chapter uh, five. <laughs> there might be a gag where she's like. Wanted to be a voyeur, and yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Oh my goodness gracious! Um, All right, I'm gonna continue the series. God damn it! <laughs> my name is Kit, and I am a walking mountain that fucks. I did find, I found that transition insufficiently foreshadowed. That let me put it that way. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, because they they mention once uh, the the. If there's a villain, which I guess there's, there are a couple of villains, but I'm not sure this guy is the villain. But but the the whatever his name is, New Numorios or the Ghoul, um, like he mentions once, yeah, something along the lines of, "No, I can't just tell it what to do. I have to put my mind into it," and then he dies. Um, and there's very little to me. Uh, foreshadowing that like oh that mind transfer magic is active and happening and available and 
can just work for putting Kit, who is dying, into this swarm of creatures. Like that felt highly unestablished. And so the end where that manifested to me was, uh, okay, I guess I won't argue, but like, huh, out of almost nowhere. I guess to me, it, it the reason I, I liked it was that Kit is basically a character spending the whole book looking for a place to die, right? She is. Yes. She is never really accepting of the idea that she is going to live. And now that like mm-hmm. every choice she makes is because she's like, well, I'll never get to make this choice again. So why don't I make the most interesting choice? Uh, at least to, it's to a good way of summing her anyway. up. I like that. Um, and then at the end, she's, she, she kind of gets what she wants and she dies, I think in like a way that surprises her and is interesting. And Geyer is such a person who can't lose people that he takes her sort of actually appropriate end and, and takes it away from her and makes her live forever. Wait, did he do that consciously? I didn't get that sense at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think by the, they have a conversation where she's basically like, I'm going to die. This thing has ripped open my guts. Uh, and I, you know what? I'm okay. Uh, this is what I had expected. Right. And I was planning. She like comes to terms with her end and Geyer is, that is not having it. Right. He can't lose people anymore. Uh, I can't just can't imagine how he might know how to make that not happen and to then execute on consciousness transference. Like that makes no sense to me. Well, I think the setup is just like the machine was ready to take a mind and he just put her in the seat. But but then it should put her into the giant construct that is already dying. It did do that. But the swarm, the swarm is part of that construct. Right? Uh, the swarm okay, is so like maybe, the maybe, maybe, force. maybe that's the nature of it that I didn't quite understand. Okay, yeah. I mean, he does to her what the what the ghoul. I forget. Yeah, I forget his weird ass ghoul name. Now Moriel or Nymorial, something. Yeah. Um, Nicodemus. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, no. I mean, that is a that is no, also Peter, an you're excellent. So wrong. No, no. I mean, Rachel's. Uh, uh, what is what's what's that book? The Dresden. I think it's the Dresden. The Rats of Nim, right? Or the Secret of Nim? Oh yeah. Is uh, what, a, what about it? Nicodemus is a character from that book. Oh, Nicodemus. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's actually. I said oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, you yeah, actually referenced Nicodemus. someone from this book. Yeah. No, I just said Nicodemus because it sounded like I think it also sounds like the villain from Dresden Files. It's also is or that Nicodemus too. That might be Nick. I think it's also Nicodemus. It's Nicodemus, yeah. The one, the one wearing the noose, the, yeah. The fallen yeah. angel guy, yeah. 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 Anyway, cool. That, we're not talking about that one. We uh, could though. We have no rules. We do. We do have rules. The, well, at least one this. rule is we were kind of should focus on the one book we're talking about. Hey, you guys just like jumped four different books, and <laughs> I am so fucking confused. <laughs> I made Katie, a funny... add a book. Add a book to the list. What book are you thinking about right now? Peter Rabbit. Maybe. It was neat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I couldn't list. remember 
the ghoul's name, so and I remembered it started with the N, so I did Nicodemus or Nicodemus, and then I was like, oh, this guy, and then is it, is it Memorial? That's it's one of the, like that. That's definitely one of the ghouls. Is that that might be his assistant or whatever? No, the the assistant was like Ella something. Elreal or El El Elreal? That sounds right. No. Okay, can we talk about how ghouls don't look how ghouls sound like they should look? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. expecting yes. undead monstrosities, not uh, furry fantasy. Not like. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I was expecting Fallout style. Right. Oh, okay. So okay. Nick was thinking of Fallout, which is like half, like which is uh, uh what's kind of like that ogrey looking fox? No, what's the disease that you get from and that radiation uh, poisoning thing? Yeah, they're like there's they're basically Blood. regular ass people, except they look horribly mutated. But and they're immortal, right? They look they're like their like, skin's falling off. Yeah. What's that yeah. thing you get from armadillos? It's a uh... oh, syphilis, flesh eating nope. disease. That uh... it's the one that starts with a. Shoot! Come on. There's a there's a colony still on on Molokai. Leper? Leprosy. Yes, leprosy. They look like they have leprosy, advanced leprosy. Um, so you were thinking of, of Fallout ghouls. My brain went to like role playing game ghouls, which are undead creatures that mm -hmm. usually eat the living. Yeah, and they're like, usually like hairless <laughs> and really pale. Yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody thinks of uh. I guess like apes. Yeah, they have little pointy cat ears with little tufts of hair and pointy teeth. I don't even remember that, but I'm sure you're right. Um, Did they have tails? Does anyone remember? Uh, nope. I don't remember any tails now. Well, that's unfortunate. Somebody, if they did, somebody definitely would have had sex with it. So. <laughs> no, there were they no were... <laughs> nobody. They were no. nude all the time. Also, they he went out of that his is, way to say. That's true. Ghouls no clothes. So, yep. Kit also made that's true. Note yeah. of it. Man, <laughs> look at that ghoul dick. Yeah, she was talking about how. Ooh, I wonder how they reproduce. Do you think? Uh, I bet they dick show it up. Us how? <laughs> Gross. It's probably all elbows. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodness. All right, guys. Goodness gracious. Do you feel like we've talked about this book enough? I. I, uh, I, don't, I think we've I don't actually. convinced well, and unconvinced just... everyone to read the book at this point. I think it's I think it's like a really interesting and like arguably kind of polarizing book. And I mean that in the kindest way. Like I think a lot of the choices are very bold. Whether or not I always think they're the right choice, I'm not sure. But every choice is a bold choice. I do think it's reasonable to call them ghouls from a cultural perspective because as like they're boogeymen kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You want the to, you want to denigrate your opponents. You want to create a monstrosity that you can, um, that you can rally the people against. And besides which the only remnants that we have in the modern age, 400 years later, is that right? 400 or yeah. Yes. 400. Um, that we have is, um, these plague touched or plague born or plague things, uh, which are basically like, yeah, just monstrosities created from amalgams of other creatures. They kill other things and attach their flesh to them and use it. So it's, it's very, not quite undead like, but very monstrous. And I can see that lending itself to a word that is similar enough in 
uh, connotation to ghoul. Yeah. But when they, when, you know, we're talking to the ghoul characters, they, our human characters sometimes even say ghouls to them, yeah. but they never say, wow, that's a derogatory term. We are these type of people. Yes. I also found that strange. I kind of expected them to have their own. Right. But did they call, they didn't, did they call themselves ghouls? I don't I think don't they ever called themselves anything. Either. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know. I feel like that's kind of up in the air. Like maybe the the ghouls in question, the two that we met, maybe just thought, I don't know, these humans were below beneath beneath correcting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they just didn't care enough. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they're short life humans. Like, who gives a fuck? Right. I'm four hundred years old. I don't care about you and your 60-year lifespan. I could literally kill you with a snap of my fingers. And I might. I mean, they have all... Well, with Geyer and Kit, they have a full of their technology that's sustaining their life. Yep. Yeah, that's a fair point. The ghoul tech was so fun. It was. I really enjoyed that. It was interesting, for sure. It was a. I like the dichotomy between like the natural quotation quotation magic mm-hmm. and the tech magic. Yes. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. There were definitely interesting. Like, even though I had uh, ups and downs regarding like the flow of the narrative and my engagement with it, there were definitely interesting things. Actually, it, back to that, the flow of the narrative a little bit. It, I think part of what was uh, causing that was the fact that the book had like three endings. Like there were like three points in the book where I felt like, oh, okay, it's over. And then it just kept going. It did. You're you're not. Yeah, it really did. Like it had an arc and then it had another arc. Yeah, I definitely there there was like um, after they uh, stopped uh, Raskos, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had the whole arc where they like broke into the the warehouse, right? And, And revealed the corruption. Yeah, that was one moment where I thought it was done. And then the second one was when she um when Maya had her uh fight to become a centaur. Mm-hmm. I thought like, okay, we must be wrapping up. And then it's like, no, we're gonna go on another adventure now. And I was like, oh wow. Um, not really a flaw, just kind of again, surprised me each time, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I'm a centaur. We've had another climax of a sort, and now I'm gonna go to a an outside the Empire City and have another adventure. In the meantime, Geyer is having his like last adventure, escorting Nelmorial to the gargantuan something something. Right. All yeah. The spoilers I, I guess, right here. I guess Geyer's three arcs were his first heist, his second heist, and then his third heist. <laughs> right. Right. Just and heist one, all, two, and three. And then it all ended uh, on the lava planet where uh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And then Geyer had the high ground. No, Maya you're right ground. you're right sorry she... maya had the, i got their names mixed up maya had the high ground he is half yeah, cyborg by the end of it so. episode, yeah. episode three would have been so much better if at the end uh fucking yoda just came out of nowhere and backstabs somebody <laughs> at the end of the, <laughs> the movie that was insane. booyah uh, booyah bitch <laughs> That would have been the right way to end those prequels to just be like, actually, (laughs) Obi-Wan's dead. We killed that motherfucker. Four, five, and six don't make sense anymore. Okay. (laughs) 
I think my last major note that I had was just the fact that like that ending with Kit that you're talking about earlier, Dan. Mm. First off, it made me a little uncomfortable <laughs> because yeah. there were like four her lovers and now he has this robot with them basically. But also yeah, it just made me think robot. of Yeah. But it also just made me think of Knight Rider because her name is Kit. Ah! <laughs> uh, this is my robot friend. <laughs> it's funny. I, I Time to get inside her and drive her out. Oh. Nope. Gross. Stop. Slap <laughs> you in the face. I have seen your face now so I can visualize slapping it. Um, uh, no, I had only one note from the whole of reading this book and it was has Django Wexler ever seen blackberry bushes? I don't the, know. He he lives the, in Seattle. He does live in the Seattle region, so the answer must be yes. Uh, yes, but there's a there's a point um, when <laughs> what's her name Maya and her straight laced uh, companion are investigating that little village. His name remember? starts with a T. Yeah, sure. T T man, Tanrick, Tanol Banol Bobanol. Right, fuck, you know. this is gonna bother me now. <laughs> I it's have like tan, Tanol Tanner. Oh wait, Tanner? what the fuck am I doing? I have the book right here. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I'm. Let's see. That's the wrong. Oh, chapter. Tanex. My, uh... It's Tanex. Tanex. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck uh, right. Fuck boy Tanex. Uh, so Maya and Tanex go to investigate a little village to look for corruption or plague spawn or whatever they're looking for. And they take over the village elders uh, house for interrogations. And the description lists a, you know, neatly trimmed blackberry hedge as uh you know, hemming in the yard. And my only response as somebody who has lived with blackberry bushes for most of my life, uh, they don't neat. They don't do that. You can't, you can't make. They fill a space. You just, they, they are the most invasive plant. They're terrible. You just like you, you, I spend Days every year trying to fight them. They are monsters. I have literally written monsters for role-playing games that have been published by other people that are based on blackberry bushes with <laughs> almost no additions. Just a will. Just a will. You cannot. It. You can't oh, have a really neat trimmed blackberry hedge. And yet this, this man lives around Seattle. I do not believe it. This man is a ghost, an illusion. <laughs> He's not real. He doesn't understand. Django Wexler is an AI robot. His, his books uh, are all I think this is a generated. good segue to say, you can ask him that question coming up. I will. That's the only question I have for him. That is literally the only thing I have <laughs> to ask you a him. human being. No, I don't care about humans. Do I? Would I care if he's a human being? No. It's have you ever seen a blackberry bush, my man? Yeah. (laughs) One stuff. So I think. uh, So I think (laughs) uh, that's a good segue into our ending bit. 
So uh, we will be able to... <laughs> yeah, words. Uh, we're interviewing Django Wexler um, in a future episode, hopefully coming to your podcast viewing, Yay. listening website soon. Um, and his third book is coming out in the series. is coming out on February 28th. Um, so... What year? 2023. Uh, wow. 2023, you guys. It's yeah, so far it's a while. Note that for when people unearth this from the interwebs in like <laughs> 2099. <laughs> so, I hope uh, we've represented humanity well. <laughs> we have not. <laughs> we talked about tentacle porn and double D's. <laughs> and tactical porn. And, yes. then you did. and voyeurism. And you didn't see this, but also fuckboy Windex. <laughs> oh, fuckboy Windex. Yeah. You get a nice clean sheen so you can see it all. No streaks here. <laughs> Anyways, I... Oh, uh, God. I <laughs> off. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Control, alt, delete. Uh, we've been the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, and you read with us Ashes of the Sun by Django Wexler. Uh, That's D J A N G O. The like D the is silent. The like, D is J. Like the what? movie. Yeah, that, I was I was doing a movie thing. So Peter, what's the next theme? What's the next theme in book you're reading? The next theme is high fantasy. High five and, fantasy. Oh man, is blunt fantasy and um. Oh, the next for the next. <laughs> What book I'm are we reading, nap. Peter? <laughs> <laughs> the next book we're going to read is The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. Yes, that's right. The very first book in the 14-book epic Wheel of Time series, which has definite problems. But The Wheel of Time, or The Eye of the World, let's read it and find out if those problems are right there in the beginning. Yeah, we're biting the bullet. I don't know if we're gonna are we gonna be able to talk about this without like devolving into future books or <laughs> let's not because yes. i'm going to read yes, the future can. books i mean I, I, the world is a very well contained first novel that's true yeah that dan, is, totally dan true. is correct and uh and i may like imply some things or say like well that doesn't it's get forgotten but um Bella is the god. It's true. Oh yeah. my god! You've been you've been reading the theories on. on we can't spoil Bella. We can't yeah. spoil Bella's death in book two. I think. I'm oh no! That's a lie. That's I think I'm lie. the only wheel time version here. Yep, you're wow, the only I'm, virgin. I'm gonna not say what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's okay. Katie said it. Yeah. No, she um, didn't. No. Well, what are you gonna say? Well, now you have to say it. That's the rule. No, nope. let's not say this. Let's end the podcast. <laughs> podcast <laughs> over. Boom. <laughs> I know we got to do outros. Katie, do your outro. Hi, I'm Katie. You can find me on Twitter at ShimmyBook, where I tweet when if I remember I have it, unless I've deleted it by now because, like, it's a devolving cesspool. Um, oh, you can find yeah. my bookstore, griffinsroostbt.com. Uh, yep. It was Dan. neat. Dan, tell us about Juniper. Uh, hey, you can find my stuff at DanielLevinson.com or WorldOfJuno.com. And our first anthology is out, so you can find the World of, of Juno anthology uh, anywhere you buy books, probably on the internet. Not in real life, I don't think. <laughs> Nicholas. So that was a really funny plug. <laughs> the way it is. <laughs> 
I'm Nick. You can find me and the other podcasts I do on too many thoughts media.com. If I had to guess, this is coming out in a couple of months. I think we might be talking about cocaine bear Ooh. <laughs> uh, on why is this a thing. So look forward to that. <laughs> look forward to that. We've been waiting for like a year for this one, guys. Peter? Hi, I am a role-playing game author. You can find my stuff at shoelesspeakgames.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, maybe, depending on that cesspool, at Shoeless Pete. I'm Rachel. I typically exist on the internet, and sometimes I'm forced to read porn on reading sprints. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, I'm reading all the SBSP, the F, uh, Spiffbo uh, 8 finalists. Uh, you can find our progress on my Instagram at ArgentRabe or uh, CassidyShavers.com to uh, keep up on my scores and every and the other 10 um, judges. Cool. I didn't know you were doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, should, I put it in the thing. She did. You should know. You're a bad friend. <laughs> wow. Oh, can't believe you. Around uh, the holidays, <laughs> not keeping up. Oh, with my everybody. God. Yeah, Dan, yeah. come on. <laughs> Anyways, it is really cool. Uh, you should guys check it out. In the meantime, keep reading. <laughs>